talk about today yeah this is the first one we've recorded since launching yes and this book is the most emotional book for both <laughs> of us. <laughs> it is it's a tobias point of view book and i think both of us knew going in that we had had a lot of sorrow associated with our sad bird boy um but i had like many of the other things we vaguely remember from the books I had thought that the events of this book took place over maybe five to ten books and were not all yeah. densely packed into this one. Yeah, I definitely did not think we would be having sad Tobias stuck as a bird this early on. No. <laughs> but this this book is like, like, there's not, I realize there's not as much action as the other books, but that's mm-hmm. because there's so much, so much sad Tobias <laughs> internal problems, which is like good, but right. I was sad about it. He has um, a lot to process. So, okay, I want to start off with the thing that broke reality for me in this book happens very early on. Is it? And okay, I, I wonder if it's the same thing. <laughs> because um, the book has, like, a little opening adventure, mm-hmm. much like the other books so far. Well, much Okay, like wait, the second can you come up with a two-word summary of the thing the that broke reality for you? Don't say it out loud yet. <laughs> We're going to both say it on three. Okay. Ready? Or okay. say it after three. Okay. One, One two, two, one commercial. commercial. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was taking I, I was taking notes mm-hmm. and um okay what happens in the beginning is that <laughs> Tobias and Rachel have a little adventure yes. where because like I love that they hang out together all the time um but their adventure is that Tobias wants to free. A bird mascot from a local car dealership? Right, which is already um, stretching things a little bit. That's already bizarre to me. But mm-hmm. maybe in, like, a more rural area, this makes sense. <laughs> um, and there's, it's, like, in all the local ads. So, like, he, with, the, with it, like, Rachel's help, like, he, like, swoops in. And they're, like, filming an ad. He swoops in, opens the cage, and lets the bird out. And then right. Rachel, as an elephant, stomps things. Stomps the cars. Not any people, happily. I was yeah. a little concerned about and that. And there was... <laughs> And the, th- the thing, there are a couple things yes. about this. Okay, the first thing is that apparently this is a live local <laughs> ad. <laughs> that was the thing that I was the most baffled by because then, like, Rachel and him leave and go to meet the Animorphs, and they all saw this on TV two seconds ago, and they're all right, mad. Right, and this is this is way pre-YouTube. No one would have had yeah. any time to get this distributed to a wider audience. So not only is it a live commercial, which really defeats the point of a local commercial, <laughs> which is the bad like after effects, sound yeah. effects, and flashes of light that you add in, but also they were, all of the animorphs are watching exactly yeah. the same channel. Like, it, it's like okay, I I will buy that these are teens who can turn into animals. Oh sure, I will I buy mean, that they're aliens. Right. I will even buy the like invisible alien ship that no one notices. Like mm-hmm. all that, I'm in. Fine. I'm strapped in. Yep. This the no. fact that there is a local car commercial that has a red-tailed hawk as their mascot in a cage that they're being filmed live and then that further there is a group of teens watching (laughs) i guess a local channel with this live ad and then also when a bird 
flies in, unlocks the cage, the, the, the people are focused on that and not the elephant. Because <laughs> they, they get mad at Tobias for doing this. Which, for, okay, for, you know, it, acting it was on bird-like. Yes, on it bird-like. was. like but then I realized, like, I finished the book, and then I thought about it, and I was like, Rachel was an elephant. In the background of this, she was just, like, stomping stuff, and there's no there's no mention of, like, we better keep an eye on the newspaper. Megan, they're literally, they're literally not mentioning the elephant in the room. It's no, pretty bad. No, the elephant in the car lot. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was, that was, that was, like, the most unbelievable thing to me. It was. In a book full of unbelievable things. That yes. was the thing that... I kept coming back to. I am glad um, we had exactly the same reaction I'm so to that. Thankful. My other, I'm so thankful. Me okay, too. continue. No, my other favorite moment is also from this brief escapade that kicks the book off really <laughs> in just highfalutin style. And that is when Rachel is morphing back and Tobias is telling us about all the reasons that she's pretty and that she's beautiful. Yes. And, you know, he cares about her for more than that. He cares about yeah. her for her bravery and her kindness and um, her adrenaline junkie nature, probably. But the two things that stick out that he comments on is like, oh, this is why she's beautiful to me are, one, her perfectly formed ears, <laughs> which I think is in contrast to, you know, elephant ears, which I guess are not his thing. And two, her cultish legs. <laughs> I really struggle. I I guess I'm saying that's, that out loud, and it's a homophone, but C-O-L-T, like a horse yeah, legs. Yeah, like a, like a, she's got beautiful horse legs. Yes. And, not, and you know, not morphed ones, just right. No, naturally. just not normal human legs that happen to remind him of horses. And, that's you know, he, everybody's got something. Like, I don't mean to judge, but those are just two strange things he's, for him to point out. He, he's a leg bird. He's but a I, leg bird. I, I will say that the, the ears kind of is like just dorky enough that yeah, like, it could I, buy, be Tobias. Yeah. I buy that a 13 year old boy might look at his crush like yeah. a, like across the classroom and like be like oh she has really nice ears oh like my that, god <laughs> it's somehow the, like the description cultish is such a like um older person thing to say about, yeah. <laughs> about a child <laughs> but I, I, I read this I was reading this book and I was just like reawakening all of my um Rachel and Tobias Emotions. Yes. I definitely wanted them to get together so bad. As Absolutely. Kid. And I think I didn't. I didn't expect it to be like they are so like. If nothing else, they are super, super good friends. And they understand each other on a level that like the other animals don't, which is so nice. But then they also clearly like each other. They, they like very, like each it's other. It's almost it's almost explicitly stated, which we can yeah. get to at the awful ending oh of this book, which did make me cry. Although <gasps> that's a low bar. Yeah, you you tweeted me this this morning. I cried, <laughs> which I I did not cry, but I did the entire time I read this book. I was like internally just like Tobias, Tobias. Yeah, no, just just screaming all the time. <sighs> and to be fair, it is a very low bar. I cry very very easily <laughs> at fictional things that I care about, and this this certainly certainly meets that. It takes me, I feel like it takes me a little more to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. That's but then fair. once I am there, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel that. And that sounds like a a more more normal reaction. I don't know why my brain is like this, but it is. No, it's it's beautiful. Okay, if, if there's beautiful, anyone... Is that as beautiful as Rachel's ears and Rachel's cultist legs? <laughs> I'm not sure. beautiful cry reflect. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, if anyone is going to talk about these books, it should be someone who's cried about them. <laughs> probably, probably. So, so after this adventure, just mm-hmm. like that's just the introduction. There's a lot of Tobias explaining everybody's personalities, yes. which I appreciate. That every time the kids explain their friends' personalities, it sounds like 
um, if you were asked to explain your best friend and you actually tried to explain them, as opposed to like, if I tried to explain my friends, I'd be like, um, they're nice. I like <laughs> hanging out with them. like, but he's got like really good. Like they all have like really good breakdowns of people. They're very insightful. Yeah. Um, I I. I, I did write in my notes that I already miss Axe, and he hasn't shown up. Oh yet. my gosh, I cannot um, wait for Axe. Um, Same. He's, I think he's in the next book. But, we, you which, are correct. I which spoilers, cannot wait. Spoilers for people who are reading along with us. Oh um, yes, spoilers if you've never read Animorphs. Yes, we have another um, teen who I cannot wait for you all to meet. Yeah, get get hyped up. Best um, teen. Anyway, um, I did really like that Tobias outright said that he and Marco don't really get along. Like he said yeah. something like. Like, he said something like, I don't think Marco and I are ever going to get along. Like, he's just, like, his personality. Like, which is, like, a really, like, um, it's, like, a really complicated way to have this group of teens. He's just, mm-hmm. like, I don't think me and Marco get along. But then, like, as the book goes on, Marco ends up being, like, because, like, Marco's, like, making fun of everyone. He's being sarcastic all the time. Mm-hmm. He's being really flippant. And then he's also constantly trying to get them to not be animorphs. Right. But he's but also, then, he's really normalizing Tobias's yeah. awful, awful life by yeah. including him in this this kind of jocular treatment yeah. of all of them. Yeah, because there's like a part later on when like Tobias is having a rough time mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of treating him kind of carefully and then Marco's still making fun of him and Tobias is like, it actually was kind of good because yeah. he makes fun of everyone. Yeah. So this is normal. <laughs> Which he, I was like, this is so cute. This is like a real way that people kind of end up becoming better friends is like you start to realize like oh the way that we interact is good for me in certain ways and I appreciate (laughs) that this is our relationship but it's different like I I still love the way they're like friendships and like different levels of friendships and different kinds of interactions are played because like he and Rachel have like like she has a birdhouse nailed to her her window so he can fly in and they can talk it's so cute and she has a picture of him in her bedside table drawer yes (laughs) we're skipping ahead a little bit but yeah the beginning of this book um tobias is talking about how he's been a bird for a while and he's having trouble like remembering what it was like being a kid Mm -hmm. and what he looked like exactly and so he goes to rachel and he tells her this which i was first like he's telling her how he's feeling right um and then she's like oh wait and then she goes into like her dresser and she just has a picture of tobias ready to show him which is so cute (laughs) it's so cute Mm -hmm. um so yeah so we find out that we find out the harebrained scheme that kept um tobias's parents or not parents his aunt and uncle from oh. <laughs> realizing he's missing which is the saddest thing like right. already we're like at like tragedy level like zero where it's like oh neither his aunt nor uncle really want him mm-hmm. so we just told the other that he was with like we told his aunt he was with his uncle we told his uncle he's with his aunt and they don't care right and this is you know this is a sitcom level of, of plot sophistication yeah. like you would expect this to last <laughs> maybe the duration of a one hour episode but it's been weeks it's yeah. been almost a month since this thing started which means it's been almost a month that he's been stuck as a bird and neither of them have noticed yeah. yet um, and spoilers I, I don't think they ever ever do think- if they do, I don't think they even care. Like, because I think Tobias himself was like, well, if they notice, they'll probably just say I ran away. And right. they don't care. Right. And, like, they the might fact not even also, call the police. Yeah, and I was also like, I guess this school, like, he was just a kid that they didn't... Like, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, like, the way that, the, like, the circumstances they gave him make this believable to right. me. Right, In a way that, like, if this happened to, like, Rachel or Jake, I wouldn't buy it. 
but with Tobias, we know off the bat that this is a situation. So, like, this is, like, a quick, like, way to explain it, but it's also, like, that's so awful that I believe it, because mm-hmm. it's terrible. Yeah. That, that is the, the short version summary of this episode, is everything is, Tob- everything is Tobias for yeah. terrible. Yep. It's so bad. Like, I mean, part of this book, I guess, is him realizing what's good about being a bird, because there are things about it that he finds, mm-hmm. like, inspiring, I guess, like, to continue living and continue... Right going on. I read a lot of that as him trying to talk himself into it honestly and it wasn't until he's able to talk through how genuinely awful and isolating the situation is with his friends, mostly with Rachel, that he's actually able to come back around and accept like, okay, I don't have to pretend this is great all the time. Um, I do have to hang on to these reasons that it's important for me to still be here. Um, But I do, I like one of the many things I am rediscovering how much I like about this series is that their relationships with each other really do grow and evolve over time, which you mentioned, Meg, yeah. and which I think is really important for this feeling of progressing and change and not just feeling like we're treading water all the time, like you get in an episodic TV series or in some other uh, book series that you really return to square square one at the end of each book. And obviously we do in a lot of the more, um, I guess, straightforward progression tracking methods. Like maybe they don't destroy the yerk pool. Maybe they don't like make a big chunk of... Um, attack a big chunk of enemies, but they're able to understand each other a little bit more over time. Um, and at the start of this book, they really, the rest of the Animorphs don't know what to do with Tobias. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what Jake's been doing to try to help him out, but when he's talking to them in the barn um, after this initial adventure, um, they have this awful pity moment for him where they all just go dead quiet and don't know how to deal with like an offhand comment he makes about like, you know, I'll, I'll see y'all later, um, which, you know, is fair play to them. Um, there's no, like, Hallmark card for, sorry, you're a bird. <laughs> Nobody's parents will sit you down and say, like, this is what you do when there's a wedding. This is what you do when there's a funeral. This is what you do for someone who's yeah. essentially a ghost in their own there's life. There's no protocol for... Yeah. It's so... <laughs> yeah, like, the whole book is kind of, like, it, it's funny because this is, like, kind of delayed because there's been so much action in the first two books. This book has some action, but most of it is, like, Tobias dealing with the fact that he's a bird. <laughs> um, dealing with, like, the fact that, like, his, his home life before was bad his life wasn't going so great and then he's turned into a bird and and it's terrible in a different way and he's trying to figure out how to like internally see himself like there's a lot of like him trying to figure out like am I gonna let myself become this hawk that's whose body I'm inhabiting or am I am I a person still if I don't have a human body but then also it's like yeah it's all the animorphs trying to figure out how to relate to him because it's like we find out in the beginning that um, they organize this thing where Jake like leaves like a Tupperware full of food in his attic, and then there's like a little drawer with I think a quilt or something. Yeah, like he made a little cat stay. bed in a dresser yeah. drawer in his attic, which is like both like super sweet, but also like they didn't think about like like Tobias is saying like oh like Jake doesn't know that I can't eat the like vegetables and right. mashed potatoes, and like I kind of don't really want the cooked hamburger. I'd kind of rather raw meat. Mm-hmm. So it's like both Tobias trying to figure out what is comfortable for him in this new situation, but also all of his friends sort of, like, fumbling through this in a way where it's like, this is a really emotionally resonant thing, even though it's a ridiculous... Like, the circumstances are kind of ridiculous. Right. But, but metaphorically, I was totally like, ideas of struggling with identity are yeah. really powerful. Yeah, it's like it's like the dynamics... Like, like we were saying in, in the second book, the dynamics are similar to, like real life situations where you're sort of trying to feel out like if your friend is going through something Mm -hmm. and you're that age you're trying to figure out how you're gonna 
react to them and treat them and they're trying to figure out what they want so it's like everybody's sort of on edge and fig- but then there's also like, some aliens <laughs> right but, like sorry we understand this is a lot for you to take in so we're just going to take a break for a minute and they're going to go beat up some giant slugs good deal good deal yeah i yeah so it's just like this whole book was just like feeling sad for Tobias because he's having a hard time understandably <laughs> and there's there's a really upsetting part um later on where he's watching everybody well I guess we'll get to it oh no I, I know exactly where, it's the wolves um, right that was brutal yeah, it's the wolf yeah. part. they all transform into wolves for reasons that I guess we'll get into mm-hmm. um but they they have to turn back and they're running out of time so he's like flying back to like get to them in time because mm-hmm. he he realized that they're running out of time and he tells them, and they're all transforming back. And there's like a horrible moment where we're not sure if they'll be stuck as like some kind of horrible midmorph, which right? Is like, not oh. just stuck as wolves, but stuck as like Marco has like a human head but a wolf body, and Cass- so, Rachel has like human hands and a wolf oh, body. So it's terrible. So, so he he does get to them in time, though. It just is a lot harder for them to demorph. Mm-hmm. So then they have this like they're all human again. They have this like moment of like catharsis where they're like oh thank god we're fine mm-hmm. like it's all it all worked out everything's fine and they're all like happy because like they have but then tobias realizes like it's not over for him right. like he he can't so it's like there's horrible moment where he's happy for them mm-hmm. and he's glad that he got them but he can't be in there with them and it's right. so sad and he just like flies away and can't deal with it and they don't really know how to deal with it it was mm-hmm. just it was so sad yeah. because i totally get why he felt like that mm-hmm. <sighs> Um, so yeah, so, rough, rough times, <laughs> rough times for good bird boy. Yeah. So, um, there were a lot of fun things in this book. It's just, I think like, there's this like, overwhelming, like, oh yeah. It's sorrow. Sorrow is pervasive and yeah. yeah. And it's all, it's um, from Tobias's point of view. So even when he's talking about like, oh, you know, there's this gymnastics exhibition or like, <laughs> oh, you know, maybe I'll like go do a buzz, fly through this beautiful concert or maybe I'll fly on the thermals. And by the way, I want to start tracking how often thermals how? come up in Tobias's I, books I, because I was reading woof. this and I was like, now I like I remember as a kid reading this, being not sure what thermals were, but then <laughs> then like now I know what the word is, and every time I hear it, I think about animorphs because they are constantly <laughs> yep. on the thermals. Yeah, just never not, just never always, not. always up and up. Gotta stay up high. <laughs> up and up. Um, so what I didn't think would happen when we when I began reading was that the bird from the beginning ended up being <gasps> oh! a very emotional through line. <laughs> um, because the the bird Polly is a but another red tail hawk like Tobias. But she's a female red tail hawk, mm-hmm. and Tobias is sort of figuring out if he's internally a human or if he's going to let himself become more of a hawk. So there's a lot of like him trying to decide like I don't want to eat like I don't want to go eat like animals. I'm going to mm-hmm. eat this this li- these leftovers Jake leaves me, and I'm going to help my friends. But if I'm not, e- I can't do any things I used to do as a human. Um, so he sees this red-tailed hawk, and he keeps, like, being drawn to her oh. in a way that I found very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, at one point, I, like, there's a point later on where he, like, wants to fly away with her, mm-hmm. and he's like, I feel like we belong together. And then I was just like, this is, like, in the Sword in the Stone oh. <laughs> cartoon where, um, oh, what's his, Arthur turns into a squirrel, and then the girl squirrel is, like, all is, up on him yeah. because she thinks he's a squirrel. It's like that, except mm-hmm. worse, because... Tobias is the, thinks like he's the one getting confused. It's not the bird. The bird doesn't care. Right. And it's just like an awful like he's a teen and he's gonna run away with this bird. Mm-hmm. And I feel sorry for him, but I also really don't want this to happen. <laughs> oh no, um, that was but, uh, that was 
I guess just the most visible part. Oh, maybe the hunting is the most visible the part. The hunting, but that yeah, was those like two the, together are the most. Yeah, because it's like this, like it's like the instincts of the hawk that mm-hmm. I think he's trying to push down or coming through, even though he mostly has control over this morph. So it's like, like there's a part that's really, that's really sad where he um, is like having a good time and he's thinking about like, oh, it's a hawk. I can like fly over the amusement park and like look at everything or I can go to all like I can do all these things as a hawk and he's really happy and then that's when like the hawk brain like comes up and like he sees like a I think a shrew or something Mm -hmm. on the ground and he like dives and he wants to eat it and that's like his breaking point is when he sort of comes to and realizes he's about to eat this like animal oh he's 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 dug in already yeah Yeah. yeah, he's eaten and it's like that's like his moment of like shock where he like has a huge crisis Mm -hmm. which I realized that like when I started reading there's a part in the very beginning where he says that he um like he claims that he never ate anything before and I was like I don't buy that and then I got to this part and I was like I'm sorry to myself you, right. you seem you're so clearly reacting so strongly to this. Like, okay, yes, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Marco joked about it. I'm sorry. All yeah, of them are terrible. Oh it's so awful. And then, and then, like the other, the other part later on is that he wants to go. Like, like once he's sort of like, he he like goes on this like couple day thing where he is basically a hawk. Like, like a, just hawk being bender, a hawk bender. Yeah. Yeah. Like a hawk bender where he's like trying not to be a person because it's so painful to have that person mind mm-hmm. in this hawk body. Um, and he ends up coming to and like sort of regaining himself because he sees he sees, he sees some poor on. human yeah. he sees some human being some human being chased by a hork bajir <laughs> um, and he, he's a human again but he's still sort of haunted by he sees Polly a lot throughout the book because yeah. they're in like the reservation where she lives um, and so he keeps seeing her and, like, sort of feeling this pull, like, the call of the wild. Like, <laughs> yes, and, thanks, Jack London, for giving like, us this poor hawk mascot. Like, <laughs> thankfully, at the end, it's like he sort of realizes that, um, like, he because he's having emotions about mm-hmm. this, that means that he's more human than hawk, so he sort of is able to get it together. But until then, it's just this really sad thing where it's like, I don't... I don't know how you would negotiate this. Right. Like how do you? There's how do you be a human with a hawk body? How do you do that? Right, with a hawk body, and also with this little tiny bundle of you know hawk hawk mind or hawk brain yeah. or hawk soul or whatever the hand wavy um, animorphs <laughs> term for it is packaged in there with him. Like I think we've talked about this a little bit in the other episodes, but that's part and parcel of morphing is that you're not just like oh i'm a person with like a dog body like great i try to walk and i collapse because i have four legs and what the hell do i do with those (laughs) Um, but you also get like a copy of the animal's mind through again whatever andalite super sophisticated technology (laughs) indistinguishable indistinguishable from magic is going on there um so tobias has um like a hawk mind packed in there and these hawk instincts are part of why um, it's not just like, oh, I have these claws. I guess I should use them. It's like, no, he's like sharing headspace literally yeah. with this this bird who only yeah. knows how to hunt and sit on a tree and hang out with other hawks. <laughs> it's like all of them, I think, even with the morphs that, like, I think like Tobias, before he got stuck as a hawk, would say that like this hawk was like one of the morphs that he felt like he had an affinity for. But it's still like you can't, like the way that their missions always go, they kind of can't ignore the, the the animal mind because they need to act like an animal at some points, and sometimes the animal knows things better than them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, in this book, all the all the animorphs turn into wolves because um, their main mission involves going through the the um, local uh, reservation or forest and um, 
there's like a giant yerk ship in the sky oh, that Tobias finds. An invisible finds. one, yeah. An invi- and a giant invisible ship. And he finds it with his bird superpowers, yeah, maybe? He, it's well, never I quite thought, clear. I feel like, but, like he's there's got a shadow some cast in the sun. Or, yeah. He's yeah, an empath. Like, Tobias has yeah, some like, empathy, empathetic powers going on, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I can't tell if it's the bird or Tobias. I think it's mm-hmm. Tobias. Me too. He's I want to believe it's Tobias. Yeah. So he basically figures out that there's like this cloaked giant ship and it's over the um forest and it's basically sucking up water for the yurks like i like the yurks need air and water in the on their ship. mother ship which is like in rotation um, around the planet in orbit around the planet yeah so um so the animorphs are like we're gonna stop it we gotta go in there we'll infiltrate the forest and we'll figure out a way to stop this so that we'll, that'll you know, hurt them a little bit. Right. So they, so first they turn into wolves Mm -hmm. and they all have trouble keeping, um, the wolf body under control, which I, which was like good because like Tobias is having problems in this book too. So you sort of see them dealing with it. And there's like a part where Tobias gets confused and he sees uh, the actual wolf pack and then he flies (laughs) away and he's like, okay, that's not them. And then he flies and he finds the actual, like the animorphs and they get like into like a fight with With the the main wolves wolves. over a dead rabbit. And like, there's a really funny part where Tobias is talking to, like he finds Jake and he's like, what are you doing? And Jake's like, we have a situation. And it's like, (laughs) a standoff against a real wolf over a rabbit. And then like Tobias just like picks it up and it's fine. Yeah. Tobias flies away. Like risk his life nearly getting eaten by these real wolves yeah to save the rest of his buds um, and then and so the other the other morph that everyone does in this book oh is i hated the fish sorry the fish they all turn into fish and it's awful i was like ta- i was like making notes because i we wanted to talk about um gross moments yep um my gross moments were like every morph yes because like like when Cassie's morphing, I think into a wolf early on. Tobias specifically says, "I could hear the grinding of her bones," oh. which is horrible. <laughs> and then when they turn into fish, it's like Cassie's the best morpher. And like it's even still terrible. There's still a part where she's like they're in a cave, right? Because that's like more hidden. Where mm-hmm. she's like on the ground of the cave, like I think he said like 14 inches long, no arms or legs, and she's got like a shiny. Like I guess it's like the fish scales coming, and she's got like a shiny sheen all over her body. Very and she's upsetting. Like, and she's like talking to him as he as she's morphing into this legless, like tube. Not okay. And then and there's also the part where like sh- where she's like, oh, I can still breathe there, and then she's like, oh, never mind. And like, <laughs> no. Right. So th- they're morphing into fish on dry land, yeah. by the way, just because think... of stealth reasons, which will become clear later on. But this is just start to finish a terrible plan. There's nothing like good about the... it. The most amateur hour plan so far. It was. These are, are, let's be clear, these are level one kids. They're trying to do, like, a secret stealth mission. And, like, oh, what spells? Like, what did you prep for the day? Like, oh, I've got a bird and an elephant and a wolf. (laughs) Great. Let's do a big stealth mission on a a York ship. That sounds perfect. Yeah, like, their basic logic is that um, the ship is sucking up water through, like, Mm -hmm. giant giant straw. straws. Yeah, it's a thirsty ship. Like, it's ship. described as giant straws, which is the goofiest thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard. Oh, I um, really, I really like the description of the ship itself, though. Mm-hmm. They, they describe it as, like, a manta ray with, like, yeah. big bulging sides, and it sounds like there's some Pokemon that's, like, a chubby manta <laughs> yeah. ray, and that's oh, what I was seeing. there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I can pull them up for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that all the Yurk ships sound kind of cute. Yeah. Like, the bug ships. Yeah, they're all, like, <laughs> a little, a little squat, like, a little, a little, uh, like, chubby, like, not very yeah. refined or fancy, but they've got character. So, anyways, so it's got it's got what the book describes as like giant metal straws sucking yes. up water. So the animorphs are like, "Duh, we turned to fish and go up the straw." <laughs> so they so they have this genius idea, and I think I didn't 
I didn't think that they were going to transform on land. No. <laughs> when they become fish, so they become trout. And actually, the funnier part is before they become trout, they have to they have to catch a trout. Oh, right. And so basically, they're it's so like, bad at fishing. So it's it's four teens and a bird in the woods. And, <laughs> and Cassie's like, well, we have to catch the trout first. And Jake's like, no big deal. We'll get it real easy. And Cassie's like, this <laughs> Have you ever fished it. before? Yeah. She asks him. Yeah. The answer then, is clearly no. So then they're, like, really tensely trying to catch a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they do, and they're able to morph. But, yeah, so I guess the plan was that, like, like eventually the plan ends up being Tobias picking them up with his little bird claws and dropping them into the water, because that's, like, more hidden. Mm-hmm. And it's just the dumbest plan. It's the worst. It's the worst possible plan. I mean, it works, but um, it kind of works. He kind, does. Kind he does almost. end up having to fly Rachel, the last fish, out yeah. past like a hork bajir and yeah. a human controller who definitely <laughs> notice him and try to shoot at them. them. Yeah, I love, I love, I love them. Those two I wanted, like a side, yeah, a side <laughs> series about like what are the grunt yerks lives live? Wow, grunt yerks lives yeah. like like how are they? What is like the power dynamic situation among yeah. like your very low level basic yerks? Especially since like. <laughs> I mean, I know they're both controllers, so they both have yurks in them, but they're trying to talk out loud, and it's like, the human <laughs> is so like, bad. yeah, we gotta check this area again, and the hork like, <laughs> and they're like having this conversation as they're just like patrolling, which mm-hmm. is the funniest thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing we didn't mention earlier is that apparently... The Yerks just dropped a bunch of hork in the woods. Yep. And then there's, like, a scene where, like, there are two campers in the woods oh, while yeah. Tobias is, like, watching this happen. There's just, like, two campers who are, like, doing their thing, and then the Yerks come in, and I'm assuming they die? They or, either or die or are, are probably controllers now somewhere. But, but of course, when I read that, I was just like, can you imagine <laughs> being in the woods, like you're having a nice time, uh-huh. and then like a giant bladed chicken? <laughs> no. Or, sorry, a salad shooter? What is a salad shooter? <laughs> I don't Did know. we miss this? I, I don't know. I thought a salad shooter was like, like a round. That's like a salad thing spinner, with, like, and blades. that's all. Oh, wait. <laughs> or, Okay, Do I, I have not no idea know what a salad what shooter either is. object is. I, I definitely <laughs> don't. So we're gonna have to Google that later. That'll be like the that's the number one thing they should have fixed <laughs> in the revamp of these books. <laughs> we we found that there are minor minor changes from the older versions that we're reading and the re-release. Mm-hmm. They're all not they're all not that um, intense so far. Right. We but, can, maybe we can talk more about those as we get to the books yeah. that they come up in. But salad shooters, sticks around. And Apparently cats. people know what those are. They even fixed the spelling, I think, on the one in this book, according right. to the um, website we looked at. Um, so, yeah. So, it's just like, I can't imagine just walking and then seeing a hork walk by. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Because it's just... <laughs> There's just so much of the book that's so goofy, which yeah. I'm so thankful for because oh, it really then balances it would cut out back the to awful Tobias tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think I want to keep track of like who in this book has a worse day than the Animorphs, and yeah. I think it's those two college kids <laughs> camping in them, the woods. Them and and maybe maybe Hawk, maybe what's his name from the start of the book, like this guy yeah. who owns the used car yeah. dealership in Harlem. He might have been treating that. Far oh, well. like I'm sure that's highly illegal, though. Like I don't oh, know yeah, what's no. up with like fake town, shady. fake town USA's animal control unit <laughs> that it's up to like these two teens to stop this man from like making a hawk perform live on camera. But like, I, I have to believe that Cassie's parents had a lot of opinions about this. Like yeah. they were looking into legal avenues. Oh, oh, too. I hope so. <laughs> the the other people who probably had a bad day was the. Rachel's gymnastics coach. Oh because there's a subplot oh. in this book where Rachel 
um, has a gymnastics meet, which I was like, why is this in here? When right. she first brings this up, she's right. like, we have a thing at the mall. It's really boring. Nobody comes. Right. And, and then Marco's joking like, about, like, I gotta oh, go. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, which so, is simultaneously, it's the funniest part of the book if you just take it at surface level, like try to yeah. put yourself in this image. And it's also the most awful, brutal. Like, this is in the it's middle so of Tobias's complete and total breakdown. Yeah. It's um, like, the problem with the scene is that what actually, like, um, uh, <laughs> the facts of what happens right are okay so let's, crazy. let's do it like this let's talk through the facts and then let's talk because about tobias's feelings the, so surface like, level like these, this gymnastics team is doing like first of all they're doing an they're exhibition doing a at show. a mall yeah like Which to recruit I, more people to their gymnastics I team. actually buy that okay. because okay. as a child oh no um in my middle school chorus we did a performance at the mall which i thought was stupid but it was exciting. I mean, now I think it's... At the time, I was very excited. That's pretty cute, though. Um, That's pretty cute. Yeah, so I, I can buy that they would be, like, a local community. <laughs> it's It seems like it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm sorry, my daughter tripped and fell over, like, your mall patron's french fries that they dropped I'm on the sorry. floor. He didn't lay down enough, um, enough padding for, around the balance beam. <laughs> Um, okay, so so, anyway. so they're doing this exhibition, and somewhere down at the front of the mall, simultaneously, some poor human is just just trying to shop. <laughs> opens the doors to the mall, and this giant angry red-tailed bird, hawk. red-tailed hawk, slams in past yeah. them through this the open doors began, of the mall. This is where I began to think about how if Tobias had decided to be like um, a crow. Or like you know a more common uh-huh. bird. This would be way less because I right like I've, you see sparrows in malls sometimes. I've, I've been to like my local suburban Target and yeah. seen like pigeons walking yeah. around oh, for sure. Like that that would be, but the fact that it's a red-tailed hawk is so <laughs> suspicious. Um, anyway, so he flies in, yeah, and he's like freaking out about. He was trying to get. He was trying to warn Rachel about. Um, this is no. This is right after he after he kills the rat. Like immediately yes, after he kills the upset. rat. So he like essentially he snaps out of just being hawk Tobias with like blood all over him. Um, he's freaking out and he really needs to see Rachel because yeah. they have this deep connection. Somehow remembers that they're having yeah. like this gymnastics exhibition at a mall. So he heads there um, and he starts just listing like he lists all of the mall stores that he flies yeah. by, which I really <laughs> enjoyed. It was like a little time capsule. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of those stores are still around. But they Some of them like are out of business. Prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> they feel like things that were more prevalent mm-hmm. in um, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like going to the mall is a little bit. I don't, I'm not a teen anymore. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not up with what the, teens, what the teens are doing these days um, for fun. But it was like emotionally, this all worked for me. But the, the actual the things that happened. The visual is terrible. Um, so he, yeah, so he like flies in and he's like flying past all these stores mm-hmm. and he like flies into the gymnastics meet, or not meet the exhibition. And like apparently Rachel's on the balance beam um, and he basically like flies into her. Yep, knocks her off the balance yeah. beam. And and then she's like, I think at one point she like caught him and then he flew off or something. She like and then gently she, throws yeah, him up she into throws the him, air. And then she says, Tobias! Yeah. <laughs> and like emotionally I'm so happy that they found each other right but like, but, like, like if you can't hear thought speak and you don't understand what's happening yeah what First you've of seen all, is this like how does she know this bird's name <laughs> <laughs> second of all she caught a bird and like if i was her gymnastics coach i would be like we need to take you to the like to the clinic get to get like a rabies, rabies shot yeah that bird obviously has rabies there's right. something going on you need to get tested you mm-hmm. need to get a shot um 
And then and so the bird like launches, out. starts flying, circling yeah. around and around the mall, um, head, head straight for a yeah. skylight, and from and like then, three <laughs> levels below. Marco. Then, um, Marco, well, Tobias doesn't realize it's Marco, obviously, it's yeah. Marco, because he's, like, yeah. a familiar face. Yeah. And then Marco apparently has incredible anger yeah. because a softball goes through the skylight, so Tobias <laughs> is able to fly out. Yeah. Um, so I just thought, everything involved is... Yes. But I, it was so emotionally good that right. I'm okay with it. Right. Now let's take a step back and talk about what's going through Tobias's head, yeah. and therefore what he as a narrator is doing to the poor reader, um, as this is, like, yeah. absurd Scooby-Doo chase scene is yeah. happening. Um, which is basically, he's having just a complete mental a breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. He's just desperate and screaming and not thinking straight, and just the whole time he's flying, he's, like, yelling for Rachel... Um, he's trying to explain to her what happened, like, oh, I, I killed this, I killed this rat, like, I'm losing myself, I don't know who I am anymore. Um, and at the same time, the hawk, I got the impression that the hawk is kind of not actively yeah, fighting like, for control, but... Yeah, it seemed like he was sort of, like, um, running, he was trying to, like, drive a car that was, like, going out of... Yeah, like, he was, like you're, like you're like skidding on hawk ice, bird. you're skidding yeah. on ice, and he's trying to turn into the skid, but in this case, that's a bad thing to do. Yeah, it's... And but he's also, yeah, no, it's it's a really really harsh description because um, he it sounds like he's he's kind of talking about self harm in addition to talking mm-hmm. about fighting with this hawk. So he's describing like oh, I'm flying straight for this glass, I'm flying straight for yeah. this glass, and like human Tobias knows what's going to happen, and like human Tobias doesn't know if he wants to stick around anymore. Um, so I, I don't know what would have happened if Marco hadn't saved yeah. his life. If basically. Marco had weaseled his way into, yeah, this into the Yeah, into the gymnastics show. exhibition, which again is just this absurd juxtaposition of like <laughs> comedy premise and like yeah. awful emotional tragedy. Then, like, yeah, it's so and then and I do think it was smart also because this happens and then based Tobias this is when Tobias basically ends up spending a couple days as a bird because yeah. like he can't handle it anymore mm-hmm. which means we don't need to see any explanation it's like a couple right. days later <laughs> so like from a from like a very basic story standpoint it also makes sense to have that happen right. there right like good um, good narrative plot device K. if anyone deserves to spend a couple days just being a bird mm-hmm. it's Tobias oh my gosh just, like poor relax. bird boy not think about it right i think i think he calls it he calls it a long slow dream so the next the next chapter is essentially just tobias's bird diary um, where you're really just getting like like the perspective of the hawk and he's trying not to think about or talk about or bring up like this ghost of human tobias still living in the back of the bird's head yeah like it was like tobias became like he switched places with the bird morph i think usually the animal morph is in the back of their Mm -hmm. head he just sort of flipped he became the year killer. Right, the seesaw seesaw went down. Um, yeah, Hawk Tobias came up. Yeah, because I think because he's been in this war for so long, he sort of has a more complicated relationship with the bird mm-hmm. brain, mm-hmm. Um, which is like basically what this book is about. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. After, I think we already talked a little bit about um, after his couple days of, I guess it's not really rest because he's also, this is still yeah. contributing to his feeling of like, I don't know who I am, like I'm spending all this time as a bird. Um, it's when he sees um, like this hork chasing a human around back in Polly, the red-tailed hawk's territory, yeah. um, that he remembers like, oh... Oh no, I'm human. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. no, my friends are my friends are on a mission, and I need to go help them with the dumbest fish plan I've ever yeah. heard of, so they don't all get themselves killed. Um, but yeah, first, he like, goes back to to talk to Rachel again, I think. But he it's ends like up talking about it a little bit later. But it's mm-hmm. sort of like when he's a bird, he doesn't have to feel anything. He's yeah, just, he's just like living on instinct, and like that, like the bird instincts are what was were upsetting to him. 
but it's like when he comes back, it's because he remembers his friends and his emotions he felt about wanting to keep them safe. And what I liked about like both both Rachel's like all, all three books so far is about the narrating kid kind of figuring out why they personally have a stake right, in protecting and being her. an anamorph. Yeah, yeah, like it's like they don't. There's no. Um, assumption of like well obviously they're gonna fight Mm -hmm. like in each of these books they sort of each have their own distinct like this is the thing that made me decide to keep fighting instead of sort of half-heartedly fighting and then giving up right like in this it's yeah it's like tobias realizing that like him caring about this and having emotions about protecting his friends and protecting the the world basically are what keeps him feeling human and Mm -hmm. what keeps him like basically alive in this bird body because like if that's how he knows that he's human because he says basically later on that like the the thing that i knew was different from the bird was that i cared about i cared about polly the bird i cared about my friends and it's like it's so touching because that that's i totally buy it like that's a complete that's a completely solid reason for him like each of these reasons like jake and his brother rachel at seeing what happens to To melissa Melissa. Mm -hmm. and then tobias with this like it's so solid so like now we still have to see cassie and marco assuming they're gonna have their own things i yeah i think so and i think especially um that's I'm glad you brought that up because I was also reading through this and noticing that they're still playing up like Cassie and Marco's hesitance. Yeah. Um, e- even though Cassie, you know, has been mostly on board so far in this book, there are a couple of instances where she talks through like, actually, this is really dangerous. Like, actually, yeah. we could all die. Um, so it made me really look forward to kind of getting their their take on things. Yeah. There's um, also a really there's a line where she says something like, "How many more times are we gonna have to do this?" And I was like, "Oh, Cassie, there's oh, you something books. Honey, you don't even know. Oh, Honey, I'm so sorry." <laughs> Um, um, man, but yeah, Tobias's reasoning. I think I think he specifically explicitly states that it's it's not just emotion; it's like grief, and grief is yeah. what separates him from from the bird and from bird Tobias. Um, and it is it's really lovely. In addition to being the most tragic thing oh, I've read so in a long time, it's like feeling horrible means that he's human. Yeah, like, right. Being upset about it means he's means human. he's still like, here. It means he's still sticking this around. Is, it, once again, this is like deeper than I thought these books for like middle grade kids would get especially considering how goofy everything else in the book is right (laughs) completely unrelated my notes for um this part where they start hatching the plan are Mm -hmm. tobias's bird luggage (laughs) i love that his his cute purse i love yeah their little their plan where they're like okay we're gonna go in the woods and tobias is gonna help them now and they're gonna morph into um fish yep go in the thing and tobias brings them he carries a little a little tan colored bag with a little watch and some fishing hooks and some fishing wire because i think they have to turn to wolves to get to the cave so they can't carry anything Mm -hmm. um so yeah so like among all these sad things there's like incredible images like a a hawk carrying a little bird purse yep yep and just hanging (laughs) out with some wolves i think also while they're planning um i have to jump in because there's another another nice sports moment which is they're talking about all the reasons why they have to delay this mission until the weekend. Um, and Marco is joking around and is like, oh, the big game's on ESPN, but doesn't <laughs> doesn't specify a sport. The game. Doesn't specify a game. So nobody, I think canonically in the Animorphs universe, like there's just one sport and it's just yeah. called sports and there's a game you play and it's sport. called the game, but there's no other sport. Maybe basketball sometimes is a break, but otherwise it's really not clear. I also, I feel like I'm also headcanoning because there's a lot of Marco lines that are like very, um, they feel like overcompensating for, I guess, I mean, I guess because he's short. Um, they keep talking about how he feels insecure about being short. So I feel like mm-hmm. he has a lot of lines that are him being like, like Rachel was saying, like, don't come to my meet. I don't want to see you there. Marco's like, she loves me. <laughs> and then he's like, you gotta see the game. Yeah. So I feel like I 
I, I need to believe that some of it, it's not just like, it's not just cheesy writing, but maybe some of it is Marco trying to sound cool or something. Oh, 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 That's my that. headcanon. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to adopt it also. Um, I've been thinking of him as uh, snarky Marco or snarko in my yeah. head, but I really I, like that he's just trying real hard to be cool. And he's also, he has a lot of other very smart moments in between yeah. being class clown in this book. He's the one who figures out so initially, I think Rachel is like, oh, there's this giant ship, like, oh, well, obviously we have to do something about it, which is, is great. It's very in character for her as, you know, she uh, is, Rachel Rachel charges in. Rachel is into yeah. action and into, <laughs> into getting point, things done. At one point, I think Marco tells tells her that she gets off on danger, she, which I was like. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> I mean, it's very, he's also brilliant. He's right. Like, he calls her out <laughs> on this. And again, that's a highly mature observation for a 13-year-old. And I know I keep harping on, like, they're 13, and part yeah. of the shtick of the books is we don't know how old they are, but at the they're end of the book. definitely around that age. Yeah, and um, I think I at the very end of the series, they tell you they're, like, 16 or 17, and yeah. it's been three years that they're fighting. Um, but anyway, yeah, so in addition to high levels of emotional intelligence, Marco also figures out, like, okay, it would be great if we blew up, like, this Yerk resource ship, but what would be even better is if it were over a major population center and we could turn off its cloaking device. Yeah. Um, like, that would make, that would really solve a lot of our problems of, like, we don't know who to trust because this couldn't be swept under a rug. Like, if we could do this, we could figure out, like, hey, president or vice president or whoever's left who's not a controller, please take this over for us. It's no longer our problem. Um, so I think that's also part of the motivation for, like, this dumb, dumb fish stealth mission <laughs> and not just, like, let's all be elephants and weigh it down so it crashes. Yeah, I I can't get behind the fish plan. No, because it, no, no, it, no. Although, let's talk, it does work up until a point. Like, they do get up into the um, the straws, um, but then they get stuck <laughs> because... Because they don't have be- good enough morphs. It's a yeah. little great. A little great well, is what like they stops never, them. It's like they never tested the fish morph, and then also they're like true. fish, and they're like, we can't see very well. We're <laughs> fish. Um, and then also, like, I spent most of this book, eventually I was like, where's Mr. 3? We haven't seen yep. him. Is he not? And then he shows up, and they describe his feet as dainty again. And I, was, <laughs> I love him. It's like, I, like when I looked up, um, when I looked up Artificer 3 for um, our cover for You're episode 1. You're doing the Lord's work, by <laughs> I was the way. Like, I was just looking at that image where he's so muscular, and I was just thinking, like, every time he shows up, though, they, they make a point to describe how dainty... Like, he's like is. a delicate deer, essentially, yeah. And somehow like, the official and art is, like, buff horsemen, it's but... Like, it's, like, clearly the person doing the official art was, like, we need to make mm. this really How can we make this super threatening? Like, like I know, really I'll paste abs on this deer. Good and job. like, yeah, like, sci-fi. We need right. to get the boys to read it. And oh. then, like, when you read the description, he's, like, an anime yeah. deer. Yep. <laughs> an <laughs> anime, an anime deer who's constantly <laughs> smizing, basically. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. So he shows up, and then Marco says... He's here to kick butt on his boys. <laughs> <laughs> which which he, he means, um, Visitor 3 is here to, like, chew out all of his, um, like, cronies who, yeah. uh, screwed up. I think it's like the Hork-Bajir didn't search all the caves and they realized there's some shade, there's probably some animorphs here. And our, <laughs> our favorite little buddy cop controllers also accidentally yes. shot a hole in, like, the resource ship yeah. while they were trying to shoot Tobias. They didn't do a great job. No. So he's basically there to, like, yell at everyone. Yep. Um, so I don't think he, he sadly didn't have that many great lines although no. he does have a part where like basically all the animorphs are fish and they're trapped in the ship and Tobias is freaking out and then he realizes like I gotta stop this and he ends up like perching on the ship 
and like Visser Three can see him, and Visser Three says something like, "Like you can't fool me. I know that you're not a real bird. A real bird would, <laughs> would fly, fly away." away. Which um, I was like, "Oh, he he looked up. He looked up some animals since." Um, book it's two. because he loves animals so much. Yeah. It's not just cats. He's now like he's read my first bird book and now like, understands got, birds. He's like got a lot of time on his hands. I bet he's just he, watching like, Animal Planet. Yeah, he's like he like got some Animal Planet, and he probably has a couple controllers coming in oh. to like give him updates. <laughs> On animals. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, That's so, perfect. And then Tobias has this like really great standoff. Where yeah. He, he's gonna decide like, well, like, because all the animorphs inside are totally ready to just die for the cause. Yeah. Like they're like, well, we can't get out, and we don't want to be captured. Yeah. So basically, what we're gonna do is when they they realize we're here, we're gonna like de-trans, we're gonna transform into our battle warps mm-hmm. and just like go out fighting. Go out fighting. Yeah. So Tobias, we're sorry. And it's. And they also, yeah, Rachel and Tobias have, this is when I cried, because Rachel and Tobias have the most brutal doomed love exchange, which is Tobias, the bird, sitting on outside of the ship. Rachel's telling him, like, oh, we're just, we're going to go down fighting. I'm so stoic and brave, like, we're going to die, but we're going to take this ship out with us. Um, And Tobias says, Rachel, I never told you. And Rachel says, you didn't have to, Tobias. I knew. (sighs) Goodbye. (laughs) It's it's very um, Han Solo and yes, Princess Han Leia, Solo and Leia, which is I think another reason why I love them so much as a mm-hmm. kid. Because I definitely watched Star Wars around the same yeah. time. Oh, I think yeah. that was the re-release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like it's so sad, yep. and they're all ready to die. And then Tobias yep. is like, "Well, if, if like, they're going to die, I have nothing left to yeah. save them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like on the ship, and um, Visser Three is basically saying, "Like if you don't, if you don't move, I'll just shoot you." Like they. He sends taxons, like, the the centipede controllers in with, like, handheld laser beams after him. Because he's finally figured out, like, they can't shoot directly at him with his, um, with the ships, with the blade ships. because shoot through the ship. Yeah. Although, (laughs) the taxons this time were specifically described as undulating and having needle legs. (laughs) Which I, and then they do the, they do mention the Jell-O eyes. eyes. Like, those are a constant. They have to say the Jell-O eyes. I wonder, I wonder if they were getting paid by Jell-O, if they were under contract (laughs) to specifically bring it up. Except that's not really appetizing, so, hmm, maybe not. I, I think if I was eight, I might have a different, like, I might, I might have wanted Jell-O after that. (laughs) Um, so, 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 there's, like, a really tense standoff, Mm -hmm. and Tobias has, like, a heroic moment. But then once again, I had I had a problem. It's silly. It's very silly. During during the dramatic moment, it's a bird, and he's like tired because <laughs> he was carrying all these fish right. and they were heavy. So he's a bird dragging himself along the ship, and then he shoots a gun with his little bird feet. <laughs> Um, with his with his, glis- with his almost literal glistening fish lifters, he shoots yes. his laser gun into the ship. <laughs> they are they are they are glistening fish lifters. <laughs> oh no! <sighs> So he fires the gun, right? Um, which like fires a which opens a hole in the ship. Yeah, he takes happens, out right? he takes out um, I think the bridge, so the main yeah, control room of the ship. Yeah, like Tobias does a great job. Yeah, as he this does exhausted a bunch bird. Of damage. Yeah, and um, also somehow in the process of shooting the bridge, like the ship um, starts to spiral downwards, and the water he specifically somehow manages to hit the water tank that yeah. all of his co co animorphs were yeah. trapped in. Because he sees like he sees water falling, yeah, and then and he's like, oh, they're all dead. Like, what am I gonna do? And then they all start transforming into birds, mm-hmm. and they're okay, which mm-hmm. is like such a Ghibli like end of Spirited Away, like, yeah, falling through the sky, and then everything ends up being okay. Moment, right. and they all slow sparkling they, water, which was like it was. It felt so good that something finally went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but then the saddest thing is that we find out at the end that 
Holly the bird mm-hmm. because she's a red-tailed hawk who looks a lot like Tobias, and they they've seen Tobias acting not the way a bird does. They right. know that one Visor of three knows. Yeah, Visor three knows a bandit <laughs> is a bird. Um, so apparently they. They end up killing Polly at some yeah. point during this battle. And Tobias um, sees it happen, too, yeah, as they're flying it. away. Um, and that's part of why we have the conversation at the end where he's saying, like, well, the fact that I am grieving this bird mm-hmm. that I didn't really know, and, like, I, like the bird part of me wanted to go off with her, but, like, the person part of me was just sad that she died because she was just a bird. Like, the part mm-hmm. of me that wanted to save her was the human part of me. Um, so he's telling Rachel, like, because, like, Rachel was saying, like, all of them kind of were like, thinking of like going trying to, to find her body her. and bury her. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, like, no, like, she's, like, she's going to get eaten by something else. She's part of nature. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, the part of me that wants to, that grieves her is not nature. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just so sad because he's, like, sort of more mature on a certain level because he has to be. Right. He doesn't have a chance. But it's, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. So Polly dies. But yeah. I think, like, Tobias sort of, like, learns things from it. Yeah, he, so he gets like a lot a closer to of... finding this equilibrium between his old yeah. life and between his hawk life, and it's... I don't even want to say bittersweet because it's far more bitter than anything else, but he, yeah. he kind of comes to terms with, this is terrible, but I'm still here, and, like, I'm going to yeah. work my way through this. Yeah, and he's basically saying, at the like, at the end of this book, he's really determined to keep fighting, yeah. to, like, keep helping his friends, and I think all the other animals are sort of more comfortable with him because they've they've already had the awkward conversations right. like they already had like the awkward jokes about the fact that he's a bird and he has nothing to do mm-hmm. and that he's gonna eat other animals right like they're all kind of like a little bit closer and like he was so helpful during this mission too mm-hmm. which is nice he um, sa- i mean he saved them all yeah. yeah he basically this bird did everything right and also i need to backtrack a second because yeah. jake definitely has a lizard morph like jake could have gotten out of the grate and opened he it from the outside but no it was He's too much trauma that from again. that spider right and like oh you know jake's really having some issues with eating a spider one time like tobias is yeah. gonna eat rats forever like yeah deal with it, was also it. Like, it was also like the spider was really upsetting mm-hmm. but um like it could be worse. Yeah, it really it could be worse. <laughs> Although, actually, no, I take it back. The the description of oh, it still wriggling, moving, yeah. that was awful. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Never mind. Um, but at the um, same time, like, none of them, I think in later books, like, they're going to start, like, losing limbs and getting brutally yeah. wounded in morphs and then, like, okay, I'm never morphing that again because yeah. that was a time, like, a taxon ate half of my body. Yeah. But this is just, like, you were okay, dude. Like, that's rough yeah. times, but... To I save your like, life, to save all of your lives, like you could be a lizard yeah. for a minute. Well, that's like there must be better. Like I don't know if you would want to skip immediately to a fish, um, when you could like go with something that's a little more like mammal, <laughs> like air breathing, <laughs> or like uh, there's a lot of things that could be in the forest mm-hmm. that could like crawl up a tube. Yeah, but I guess they needed to go up the water part because that was the only opening they could see. Well, man, I know for a fact that the first time I tried to do the yeah. choose your own adventure, like you are an animorph book, I died straight up like immediately from picking <laughs> the wrong morphs. So I have I no I useful just, ideas here. I, I uh, until now I forgot what those books were about, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, yep, I definitely picked. Yeah, yep. <laughs> great. I cannot wait to talk about those. Yeah. Um, but I think next book, I looked ahead at the cover of the next book, and I think it's a dolphin book. Speaking of yeah. uh, speaking of water it's mammals, a Cassie book. yeah, and not just a Cassie book, but our sixth animorph book. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing before we end, oh, yeah. the other thing that I got distracted by reading this book, because um, I kept talking about animal minds and like mm-hmm. having trouble with the animal mind and how like in some ways the flea was a lot easier because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything going on um 
And then I remembered Marco has morphed into a gorilla. Like, there's so much. Like, that's what? What? <laughs> gorillas are gorillas have they're are very pretty, smart, pretty close to human consciousness. So that must be so trippy. Wow! Like they never I was, address that. I don't think they ever ever address yeah, that. Because like I started thinking about this because I was thinking about how it would have been cool if Tobias was, a, was um like a raven or a crow because they're mm-hmm. super smart. Oh yeah, and, they ha- and like I think like they are able to like use tools and stuff. They are that, like, that a red tailed. Not no, um, right? Like Tobias, like, Tobias Tobi- picking up and using a gun, pretty absurd. But like, yeah. honestly, ravens are already up to like using sticks to get other food yeah. out of cages. Like, they could probably use guns. We're probably going to be killed by ravens any day now. And also, like, they seem a little bit more like you could see, like they're a little weird. Like they they're surprising to see somewhere. Mm-hmm. But like, if I saw a bird, like if I saw a red-tailed hawk, I'd be a lot more shocked than if I saw a crow. <laughs> True. Um, but but I was think, but then I was like, oh, but they're really smart, so that might be difficult mm-hmm. because the bird would be a little more aware, right. maybe, or, like, just, like, it'd be harder to keep control of, and I was like, but Marco's been a gorilla. Right. There's no discussion. And then I realized there's a part where, um, when Cassie first morphs into a wolf, mm-hmm. she can smell that Rachel had bacon for breakfast. Oh, yeah. And oh, she's and calls like, around, and like, weren't you gonna, weren't you, yeah, going, you going vegetarian? vegetarian? And I was like, is this, like, a mid-90s, like, <laughs> California blonde joke? And then I realized, like, maybe it's because once you morph into a couple animals, you Ooh. can't eat meat. I mean, because, like, I, I'm not a vegetarian, uh-huh. but I can imagine how if I morphed into a bunch of animals, that the reality of eating meat would be a little more real and upsetting to me. That's an I don't think excellent this is ever point. <laughs> no, no, it's totally not. This is just a one-off throwaway joke. Um, but, wow. There's a lot to think about. Yeah, yeah, there really is. There's a lot to process in this book. <sighs> okay, I think that's... I think that's what we've got for book book three. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been our favorite bird boy. <sighs> I I'm, I'm also I, one. My last thought is I've been desperately trying to remember if anyone ever kisses anybody else in this entire series, and I really couldn't tell you. Well, Jake and Cassie hugged in this book. Did they? They they right after they turn back from wolves. Oh. They're so relieved that oh, like right, that they're like, human again. Like Cassie yeah. like. Cassie immediately like lunges at Jake and they hug mm-hmm. and then she has to hug everyone else. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> okay, that's that's a step up but from yeah. Jake like patting her on the head. That's a good move. There better be at least one kiss in these books. <laughs> Man, I I really I mean they're I'm babies, not sure. maybe not. Right. Well, but they're eventually they're, they're like high school juniors and seniors. Yeah. yeah, these are very chaste books, but I I think I think eventually yeah. there's some kisses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm invested in these kids. I want them to be happy. Oh, Almost just more more than anything else. Just let them be okay. I, I mean, I was writing notes, and I wrote, like, when I got to the line with, with Rachel and Tobias, I was just like, end me. And then, <laughs> and then there's a part towards, like, the very end when, like, Tobias, like, Tobias's last monologue is about how um, he's, like, like if you see a bird flying free. Like, be happy for me. Yeah, be yeah. happy. Um, and then I was just like, why can't these kids have a nice time? <laughs> why can't they go to the mall and just hang out just one time just actually have a good time right instead of it being followed by like an alien coming to a construction right well you know it would be great for that is time traveling into a parallel dimension where the yerks never showed up and everything is okay that would be pretty great but we'll get to that in about we'll get to that in about 15 books i think Mm -hmm. i'm excited me too Okay, I think I think that's a good end point for yes. this, this episode. So next time we're going to be reading book four. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, this should has we, been Morphcast. Should oh. we say our last names? 
Yeah, we we never. <laughs> I, Hani I think pointed we this both, out. Yeah. Yeah, our friend Hani pointed out that we never said our last names when we introduced ourselves. I think because we thought this would be a little informal. Yeah. But then we realized it's it's sort of it's in fit, fits, it's fitting. Yeah, it's in keeping with the, with the we can't tell you who we are or where we're from or <laughs> even, even our real <laughs> AOL screen names. Even though every every outlet where we've posted about this, our our last names are highly <laughs> visible. Um, but yeah, if you want to if you want to start with our actual full name. <laughs> okay, this has been Morph Club episode three. I'm Carrie Peach, and I'm Megan Brennan. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.